Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, schoolownertalk.com. Allie, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Good. Very good. I'm a little, a fast I'm a little tired like. right now. It's up to like 1.30 in the morning watching the Mets blow it in like the 10th inning. So it's, <laughs> it's depressing, man. I'm a big Mets fan from since I was a kid, and uh, I don't really follow baseball all that much anymore, but, you know, when the Mets are in it, I watched a few of the games, and, man, I forgot – I forgot the feeling that I would get when I was a kid where in the pit of my stomach I felt like this gnawing feeling through the tension that my body would hold as each pitch, as each play, as each hit, as each inning passed, that kind of tension and stress. It was just amazing. Um, And, uh, God, I I remember that as a kid being like so like on edge and then the game would end and then it would all just kind of go away. But you know what I also thought last night? That's kind of like how we feel when we run our business, right? Like how how we're like waiting for the next thing that we have to do. And, you know, it talks about our business manifesto that we just released for free, free information for people to uh, just to see that report. And, uh, man, the, the, the same concept, right, of that feeling. I, I, I kind of get that feeling sometimes when I think of my business. How about you? Yeah, yeah. We I think we're, we're we go through a bunch of different stages and a bunch of different emotions um, in our lifetime with regards to our businesses. I uh, Friday night after I had finished up at uh, at school, I met um, our uh, my wife and our middle son for uh, dinner at a at a Mexican restaurant that we like to go to in 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 town, and I was just sitting down with them and. And uh, I told my wife, I said, you know, I just, I just want you to know, I'm at that stage right now. I said, oh, it'll pass, but I'm just, uh, I'm anxious about the business. Um, I can't. There's, there's no reason. There's, um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's just one of those things. Sometimes it's kind of like a reference to the time when, when summertime hits for us. We have daytime classes, so about a third of our population comes in the morning, and, and two thirds go at night. So when I look at bodies on the floor, that freaks me out in the summertime because there's not that many bodies that there normally are. And it, it, even though I know that they're all still there, you know, your mind can play tricks on you. And so I said, I told her, I said, that's one of that, that's kind of like what I'm going through right now, even though I know all the bodies are there. It's just one of those feelings that you get. I said, but it'll pass. So if I seem a little anxious, <laughs> that's just where I'm at at the moment. You know, that's interesting. I mean, you know, I think we've talked about this in one of our older calls, but I mean, I I brought up when I was a landscaper, you know, and I also landscaped and and ran my school simultaneously at some point. But I remember when I was a landscaper, you know, this time of year for me was one of those times a year where I almost held my breath without even knowing, where I was kind of breathing these short breaths because I was so tense because, you know, by us, you know, we're seasonal. So, you know, November was December. We're lucky, maybe even in January, if God willing, um, we did some work. But most of the time, we were closing down. So I was like a squirrel gathering nuts and packing them away because I'd be closed for three or four months. And, you know, that's when I would send out my new contracts and newsletters and things like that. But for a good portion of the year, I had to I had to save my money so that I could pay my bills over the winter so that I could, you know, um, you know, have, you know, prepare for the next season. And it was a very tense time for me. And weirdly enough, I still feel that at this time of year. I still have that anchor. 
And I have to sometimes remind myself, Ali, you're not even in that business anymore. You don't need to feel like this. Your business runs all year long. However, um, we still in the martial art business have these little, um, you know, bursts of, of season where we're busier than not. And, um, you know, of course, we talked about that as far as how to level that off with marketing and all that other stuff. But um, I feel that way sometimes, and I'm feeling that way now. I mean, I woke up this morning, and I was kind of stressing out a little. And I don't know if it's my old anchor or is it just me, you know, preparing for the end of year and taxes and paying bills and paying all my building taxes and so on. So um, I, I I understand 100% how you feel. I mean, I it is crazy. It's almost like you're holding your breath. Well, it, it's funny because it um, with regards to the manifesto, that's exactly what uh, a lot of school owners have have said to us with regards to page 12. When they actually, you know, when they get to page 12 when they're reading the manifesto, just all of the activities that are that a martial arts school owner really has to do and can be very overwhelming and it was um it was eye-opening i i'm just trying to remember what what uh one of the owners had said one of the school owners had said but it was something about that you know when they when when they saw all those activities even though they they knew most of them if not all of them but 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 having them all listed there having them you know, spelled out for them was a big deal because then they were, it, it just kind of took some of the, number one, it connected with them. Right. But then two, it, 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 it took kind of some of the anxiety away, even though when you, when you, when you see the, uh, uh, the, uh, the actual image that, that's, uh, that's there for on page 12, it just, it really is the culmination of, our martial arts business and if you really are running a business as a martial arts school you know if you if it's one and the same and without selling out and all those other things and i'm not going to get into all that but it, it really does um resonate with uh, a lot of people which is pretty cool yeah and you know what what you know and i know when they when they see that here here just picture picture the average martial arts school owner you know that that kind of went into the business in and most of us did it this way. You know, we, we enjoyed, uh, you know, teaching and training and then eventually enjoyed teaching. And then we moved from teaching to, um, you know, to running a school and running a business. And then, um, you know, that basically turned into um, us not knowing, how, you know, all the things, what we were getting into, right? I mean, that's really... You know, when we started, it was really all about, you know, just teaching and, and the love of the martial arts. And then we said, hey, we could do this and make some money. Why not do what we love, you know? And that's why I find it so funny when people talk about, you know, the McDojos of the world where, you know, you actually charge money. I'm like, hey, well, how cool is it that we could do what we love and, um, and still get paid for it and not, you know, not sell out, so to speak? Well, and, and you know, the martial arts industry is different today than it has been in the past uh, and, and not the actual moves and stuff like that, but defining who you are and right. understanding that you're not, you know, you are a kick and punch school, but you're not just a kick and punch school and, and, you know, coming up with your brand and your, you know, your unique strategic purpose and all those things. That's not something that you were doing back in the eighties. Um, right. you know, you just, you opened up the doors and everybody came because of the karate kid or what have you. But I mean, everybody right. was there. Um, I, I just pulled up, uh, on Facebook here, one of the individuals that, uh, you know, took the, um, 
the download for the free download for the manifesto and, and his name's uh, Brent Tibbetts. And he said, my, he said, uh, page 12 blew my mind. I, he goes, I, I mean that in a, a, a very sincere and powerful way. He says, wow, that was a quick, re- quick read with specific tools that gave a yes or no to running my school and making the most of my time. Uh, the fact it, that it wasn't another one of those reports on buying and getting um, the next, what did he say, uh, um, uh, on buying this and get that and never ending list of uh, vague ideas um, was refreshing to say the least. And of course, then he said, oh, it's free. That's even better. But uh, it's just funny that, um, you know, we're getting people to tell us via Facebook and email uh, specifically about page uh, page 12 and, and then also 13 because uh, uh, Brent, or excuse me, uh, James Dunlap said that, um, you know, page page 12 and 13 alone uh, are mind blowers. Right. So it, 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 yeah, and it's funny because when we were putting it together, I mean, we knew that it was going to make an impact on the industry. I, you know, did you realize that this this report was going to make that big of an impact? I mean, I guess I kind of did, but maybe not to the um, to the effect that you know people are writing us back and putting posting on Facebook and sending us messages and such. Right. I. You know what? I. I kind of knew, well, I not kind of knew, I knew that to me, I've been trying to promote this mindset forever um, with page 12, you know, where I know what it takes. And, you know, I've taught seminars uh, for billing companies, you know, in England and, you know, uh, uh, you know, the United States and Maya Super Show. I've done all these seminars on what it takes to run a business. However, it's almost like, you know, we go back to the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and um, you're right. You know, you could be oblivious to um, to be able to run what's needed to run your business fully 100%, but you could still be, heck, of, you know, really lucky. Um, you know, in other words, like in the 80s when people were pouring through the doors and all you had to do is teach exciting classes and parents were keeping their kids in the activity because there wasn't much else out there for them. Nowadays, you know, the old saying, we're competing against soccer, t-ball, football. We're, we're really competing against overscheduled kids, let alone school and all the other stuff. So, um, you know, I look at it like now you have to be better than you ever were at keeping your business open, especially in my area in New York. We have massive, massive competition. I mean, the three biggest areas of competition are Florida, New York State and San Francisco with the most bulk of schools that are out there. And that was told to me by um, some of the billing companies. So um, Mm -hmm. with that being said, I think that it's an interesting dynamic where, um, you know, we have to be really good at knowing our clients and servicing our clients and teaching great classes because there's so much opportunity. If they feel and we don't hit the, you know, hit the nail on the head and they feel like we didn't do our job, they're off to Zumba or the next craze that's out there because they feel like, hey, I'll just try that. If the martial arts, they don't think it's the martial arts in general. Uh, I mean, they don't think it's the martial arts school. They think it's the martial arts in general. Well, if the martial arts wasn't good for me, I'm going to try yoga. I'm going to try kickboxing. I'm going to try BJJ. Whatever the case may be, they're moving on. So we have to be really good at keeping them. And then that's where that page 12 comes in where people looked at that and go, I, don't, I didn't realize I did all this stuff. 
I didn't realize, you know, I was like, I didn't realize I was doing all this. I didn't realize I was a mentor, a counselor, uh, you know, a business coach, a martial art and self-defense expert, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't realize yeah. I was doing all that marriage counselor and, you know, all this stuff, right? Yeah, well, I, Daniel uh, Griska wrote us and he said that uh, uh, page 12 is a picture of, of what my typical day feels like. And then he goes on right. to say that... Uh, I like the business scalability exercise too. It really helped to set a clear, uh, clear growth goals based on my relevant numbers in a practical, measurable way. Um, yeah, and I, I, I personally like the uh, scalability exercise as well because it, 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 it doesn't lie to you. <laughs> it tells you exactly what you can do in your business. Um, right. Where uh, sometimes we, you know, being our own business owners, we can dream up what we can actually do inside of our business. But that scalability exercise, I think, is huge. Well, you know what's interesting, too? I love when you said the word dream up. And for some, that might have conjured up thoughts of, like, you know, uh, dreams of the future and, and you know, things being bigger and better. But I, I also, uh, it drums up a thought in my head where they say, you know, you want to make a liar out of a martial artist, ask them how many students they have, right? Or, or you know, how much money they're making. And, and, you know, I don't think that they're lying intentionally. I just think that they don't really even know. Like, I have people that I literally have to pull teeth to get them to give me their financial stats, how much money they're spending every month, um, you know, how many students they have. And, and you know, it's, it doesn't always work where, you know, you have the martial arts. Oops. Sorry about that. I dropped my <laughs> I apologize. Um, you don't have to um, – have to you know have that martial art calculator because some of, most of the time that calculator doesn't work. I mean, a hundred students times a hundred dollars should be ten thousand. But when I look at people's billing, most of the time it's seven thousand, eight thousand. It even happens within my school. If I use the typical martial art calculator, you know, uh, fifty people that are in black belt club, a hundred people that are in basic program, I should be doing X, Y, and Z a month. And then you know, then you look into into account how many pay infos you have, how many discounts you gave, how many fans family deals you gave, and it doesn't always turn out to be just black and white, you know, one plus one equals two. Sometimes one plus one equals one and a half because you gave a family discount, you gave something else, you had a special going on. So, um, you know, you, it, it's hard. It's not an easy thing to come up with, and, uh, you know, it really really working on getting all that under control is what we do, right, Dwayne? That's what we teach people to do is to control the chaos and rein it all in and have it in a succinct, organized fashion where you don't have to feel out of breath every day uh, to try to just function. Does that make sense? Well, and yeah, we want you, we want school owners to run their business um, and not the business run them. And right. when they need or want to take time off, that they're able to do it. And, you know, most of us are going to be in our, our businesses the majority of time of the week anyways because we love what we do. But right. the it reminds me of when my mom retired, and after she retired, I think she was she didn't work maybe for six months, I don't know something like that. But eventually, she went back to the same job that she was at before. Um, and I said, "Mom, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're retired." Right. And she right. says, "You know, she says now I can go back on my own terms." I get to do the amount of hours. She goes, I didn't. She goes, I never disliked my job. I mean, there's some things I didn't like about it. She goes, I never disliked my job. But there are, you know, now I get to go back on my own terms. I get to decide, you know, if I only want to work this many hours or these many cases or whatever, um, you know, I I can do that. And that just 
that resonated with me. I mean, that's what us as entrepreneurs, we, you know, we need to do. We need to create our business and that's what we do. And we teach martial arts school owners. We help them. We help them become their own, um, you know, their own, their own founders of their business so that they don't have to be the ones that have to be there every day. But when they choose to be there, they actually enjoy it. Um, and, and that's where we, you know, I think the first step to it, obviously, and this is a, uh, a selfish plug, but really is that manifesto. And I, I want to remind everybody that if you're looking for it, because we're talking about it, um, you can get it right on this, on this um, uh, site where this podcast is located. And, and so you can go to uh, schoolownertalk.com and we, uh, you know, have a download uh, button there that you're going to be able to get it uh, right there. So uh, go, just go to schoolownertalk.com and pick it up. And don't be like most people, though, when you when you download something that you just never use it. This this is this is something that you can, uh, if you let it, if you read it, you it, and let it resonate with you. Uh, it, it you allows you to grow pretty deep in your business, which you need because the deeper that you're able to drill down, then when you start to go wide, you have a phenomenal base to be able to. Um, to build from just, you know, purely like what Daniel said with regards to the scalability exercise, you know, now he honestly can look at his business and actually see the true numbers that he uh, potentially can have inside of his business and then be able to work from there. It's great to say I want to have 200 students or I want to have 300 students or 400, but there are some scalability issues inside of your business that you have to uh, be real about and know what they are in order to even grow that level. And that's where I think sometimes our dreams or ideas, although they're great and we need them to keep us moving forward, we have to have some reality base underneath it in order to help us get there. Yeah, and, and you know, again, I think that, you know, th this is where I love, and I know you do too, Dwayne, it's almost like, it's here's the perfect analogy. It's almost like when you first began the martial arts, you were a white belt, or or even I'll use myself as an example. When I was a, a young kid, I started at you know three and a half or three years old, um, and by the age of seven or eight or ten, I got my black belt, right? And I thought I knew it all as a ten year old, right, or whatever it was. And then of course I went back to training and trained again. And when I was fifteen, I, I thought I knew it all, and I realized I didn't know it all when I was ten. And then. I continued on my path and started another style, and at 16, I realized I knew it all and realized that I didn't know anything, you know, and, and, and I could keep on going because my life has been nothing but that going. Now, though, at my life at 50 years old, I could look at business in a really super analytical way where I could take out all the stress and the frustration and, and see things clearer, almost as if a master in the martial arts, when they see a punch coming, they don't think of all the different things they should be doing. They just flow out of the way and, boom, do their move, right? And um, it, it's the same analogy of being an expert at your martial arts skill versus someone who knows how to do technique. And I tell my students all the time, are you a martial artist or do you do the martial arts? And most of them don't know the answer to that question. Quite frankly, that's the reason why they don't understand if they're a martial artist or not. Because if you're a martial artist, you live, eat, think, and drink, smell, whatever, martial arts. Same thing with business. When you run a business, you could think of things. You could build other businesses. You can incorporate your systems into new facets of your business. 
And um, that's what you and I, I know you do and I know I love to share that with others, to shave off years of mistakes and the school of hard knocks to make them better at what they do and really truly enjoy their business and living in it and loving it. And that's what I love about this manifesto. It kind of gives them that whole concept about, you know, what they need to do to just gain clarity and to have that mindset, the mindset of a master but a master in the business side of their martial art business. Yeah, and I just want to remind the listeners that this is a free, um, you know, when I say free, we say free download. It's There's nothing, we're not selling anything in the manifesto. It's just pure content. Um, there is a spot where we we, we, we talk about, um, you know, a, a, a um, uh, gosh, uh, the uh, Next Level GPS program but that's right. not even for sale. Like um, I, so I, I just, I want people to understand that, the, uh, that that's not even an option anyways, but I, I know sometimes when you hear people talk about or try to talk things up or what have you, that, that, you know, the, there's, well, there's gotta be a sales pitch that goes along with it. This is pure content. Um, and, and I want to be totally transparent. There, there is uh, three references with regards to um the next level GPS program, but that's not even an option. That's not even something that you can uh, do. I mean, there is a link on there. It takes you to a website that you can fill out information, but that it's not even open. Like, right. Right. I mean, meaning that's not even an option or an opportunity for anybody. So right. I, I, I wanted to bring that up because I know sometimes when I've been on calls or I've listened to things that, that, and, and, we set out when we started doing School Owner Talk that this was a, a platform of free content, and so I don't want people to get misled and go, okay, well, now they're swinging a little bit so they can, you know, this is all pure 100% free content. Right. Yeah, and, and you know what? Hey, listen, there's really nothing wrong with, uh, you know, us uh, later on upgrading it to, uh, you know, people maybe want to upgrade their level of how they work with us, but but again, uh, you and I started this, and and we've proven it. I mean, what are we up to? How many episodes at this point? I think this is 65. Yeah, so we're at like 65 episodes that we've just done nothing of pure content, and, and you know, most of those episodes had, you know, downloads attached to them and different forms and paperwork, you know, and, and so on, these aha moments, and, um, you know, four people to just use in their business and that's why you know I quite frankly I just love you know I'm 50 years old I, I keep saying that but uh, you know I, I like to share um, what else is my you know goal on the planet is to try to share and help people make their lives better and and you know yeah of course I love making money like the next guy and doing other things and making money but at the same time I just also like to help people um, you know and not not have them work hard at trying to reinvent the wheel kind of thing. Well, it reminds me of um, Zig Ziglar's uh, take on the golden rule, if you will. He says you can have everything, everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. Right. You know? And uh, I, I think that that's quite true. I mean, that's exactly what we do in the martial arts industry is, you know, our goal is to, to teach people how to be able to protect themselves, have better self-confidence, get into shape, all those things. And by doing right. that, we, we do reap some um, monetary rewards from that. So uh, I, it, I don't know. It, this is, again, this manifesto is, um, I personally believe, and of course I'm biased, but it's a must download. Um, you know, just it, think about this. This is just one of the chapter uh, headings, okay? Frustration, hard work, and marginal results. 
Right. Are you, you know, are you a school owner that's frustrated? Do you work hard yet you still get marginal results? I mean, think about that, just reading that chapter, um, you know, in the manifesto and, and what, what opportunities could lie there for you. So, um, you know, again, go to schoolownertalk.com. You can download it and get it absolutely free. There's nothing to sell inside of the manifesto. So uh, I'm just, I encourage you to be able to do that. And then, hey, share it with uh, other individuals. Share this call with other individuals. Uh, share the manifesto with other individuals. Get, you know, send them to, uh, uh, to download uh, the manifesto and, um, you know, so they can change their school as well. Allie, I know that we're getting close on time here, but uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about no, no, before we go? You know, there's always a million things that I want to talk about, and, you know, we could keep on going, but let's let's cut it off now because I think we've given out so much information, and, and also we have to keep it in these little uh, edible bite-sized pieces because people are busy in their everyday lives. So, uh, you know, let's let them digest what we gave them, and, yeah, please, you know, I, I say, you know, go to the download list. The link will be attached to this and check it out and, and uh, print it out, but, but please let us know what you're thinking and what you feel because for us, that's how we're able to continue on and you know do other calls because we just need to know what um you know what what you're looking for as a school owner all right everyone uh, get get the um manifesto go to schoolownertalk.com and download it and share this call and uh the manifesto with other individuals ali thanks a lot we uh we'll talk to you next time sir all right Dwayne, talk to you soon take care everybody